You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Don and Jeff. Hey, welcome to the Pinball Podcast. I think this is episode 93, right? Uh, yeah. Ooh, I better check. It is? <laughs> I kind of feel like it might be 94 now. Hang on here. It's definitely not 94. All right, let's uh, let's start re-recording. No, this is this it, is really good material. Let's just this is ninety three. Ninety two was uh, justly titled "We Effed Up" and we're off. So we're off to a clean start. So yes, today is November sixth, twenty sixteen. My name is Don, and how are you doing, Jeff? Um. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm a little late. I recognize that to start the recording of the show, and. I've been dealing with a pretty massive headache, so I'm going to be slightly off my game. I'm going to warn the audience right now, but I'm okay. All right. Glad you're doing all right. You need to take some of that magnesium. Um, I t- B12. I took some of that Excedrin. That's what I took. So That'll work, too. Yeah. You know who else is Excedrin? Um, eh? Nifty LED. NiftyLED.com, your source for pinball LEDs. Parts, tools, and more. Attitude. Uh, and balls. Attitude, yes. Lots of that. Check out niftyled.com. You get free shipping over $100. $5, or excuse me, $6 flat rate shipping under $100. And uh, we have a coupon code for the listeners. You can use coupon code HOLLYWOOD to save 5% on your order. So check out niftyled.com. Fun fact about Nifty LED, Don. Here we go. They support... Trump, um, purple rights. Purple, purple LED rights. Yeah. They don't. They um, don't necessarily um, promote it or um, encourage it, but they will fight for your right to perp. They're not advocates, but they will advocate. Yeah. Okay. So, niftyled.com. You can also check out a Ulick store, ulekstore.com. Use coupon code TPP. Like the pinball podcast for free shipping over thirty dollars on your pinball mod order, and measle mods m e z e l m o d s dot com. Use coupon code mod m a u d e to save fifteen percent on measle mods items. I think we should change uh, those two coupon codes to something I don't have to spell every time. <laughs> like yeah. like mod to m o d maybe. Yeah, like mod to m o d. Well, that might be too on the nose for um. that. Uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. We'll cut. Co- we'll come up with something really clever and re- easy for the eventually. Next time. Yes. So, Ulex Store is doing a giveaway. We will talk about that contest a little bit more. Um, we'll get into our pump the positivity segment of this podcast. Oh, that's going to be hard. But yes. Oh, and I got a. I keep forgetting to mention we got new, new supply of shirts. Same old design. It is the excellent uh, David Paul design, the Maverick paddle wheel and poker chip. But we have all sizes in stock right now. They are $16 shipped in the U.S. and more than that, not in the U.S. Email us, pinballpodcast at gmail.com if you would like to order a shirt. I'd like to order one. Okay. All I have is the old classic Pooh Brown. And I have to admit, I feel a little bit behind the times while I wear that one. Well, I can uh, definitely send one out your way. I also need some Good. stickers. 
I can send you decals as well. Because I have none. We have we have a, a little pile left. We where do we go that we gave away a bunch? Uh, I know I shipped some. Rocky Mountain to... Pinball Showdown. I think we ended up giving quite a few away. Rocky Mountain, we did, but I shipped some to a couple different shows. I think I gave some to Taylor. Oh, he to hand out at a show and we're not, and a listener. Yeah, at another show. He probably ended up just like putting those up Mike? in a bathroom stall or something, though. Probably. That's all right. It'll be the most popular bathroom pinball podcast ever. That's all I ever wanted. What have you been doing in pinball, Jeff? Well, besides stirring every pot possible, I have... I picked up a new game. So oh, yeah. I'll start with that. Um, sure. I uh, picked up a Doctor Who, and I got it from an operator who I think obviously was asking too much for it when he asked, and uh, it was still out on location. And <clears throat> when I went and saw it, at first I was kind of thinking, no way, because the time expander didn't work. The second you credited it up, it started yelling at you to put the glass back on, despite the glass being on. And um, it just seemed like it hadn't received any attention for a long time. Um, there wasn't any like wear down to the wood or anything like that. It was just super dirty so I don't know like I know a ton of people locally went and looked at it and pretty much everybody um, lowballed the distributor I'm not distributor I said that before I meant operator um, on the price and so I kind of went a different tactic with them and just talked to him for a while and before throwing out numbers just kind of mentioned what I saw was wrong with it and did he have plans on fixing it up um, before selling, he's like, yeah, I could, but I'm gonna have to charge more. And we just backed him forth for a while while I think a lot of people were just like telling him he was crazy. So in the end, he worked with me on the price and I got a really good deal on it. Um, I brought it home and within the first couple hours had it playing a hundred percent, all credit dot cleared and, um, time expander totally smooth and responsive and everything. So, um, been playing that, and that's a game I've mentioned probably on the show for a few months now that I've been looking for, and I got it, so excited about that. Um, other than that, I have been playing my games a bit. Uh, Lee came over last night, and we hammered on some of the games for a bit, and um, I've written some articles, and they've garnered some attention, so that's probably all I really want to say about that until a little bit later. Um, there's a few things that some people want me to clarify, but I don't really want to go on a rant right now because we're going to be happy today, right? That's right. So we're trying to stay positive. Yeah. And then upcoming this week, I have another youth group coming over on Tuesday. So I'm hoping to uh, put a really good polish on the Doctor Who and move it down um, into the basement. It's in my garage now. But I'm planning on doing some... Uh, pretty good restoration work on that one I, I think that's a game that's probably going to stick around for a while so but it's fully playable now so i don't see any reason why not to have it ready for the activity cool sounds very exciting i'm glad you were able to get a doctor Who. me too that is a fun game i would love to play it more virtually someday on the pinball arcade yeah um i've always enjoyed the game i've never understood like the best strategy uh, with the doctors and all that, and despite having played it in tournaments, I've never really done that, and I, I want to because um, I've noticed that when you pair strategy and 
um, good shooting on that game. It, it is every pinball machine you're going to obviously blow a game up if you can do that. But on Doctor Who, it's just night and day. Um, knowing when to carry those multipliers over into multiball and all that stuff. I just don't know how to do it. Um, so my scores are real wildly different. Like I'll score a hundred million, then I'll score one billion, then I'll score half a million, then I'll score one point two billion, and it's just like I just need to find some consistency on it. But now that it's around, I should be able to do that. Yeah, you should uh, pinch Taylor for info. He'll lie to me. No way. Mm, probably, eh, probably not. He knows I can't. Positive, yeah. Jeff. Positivity, Jeff. He knows I can't outscore him anyway, so whatever. Yeah. Well, cool. Sounds like you've been having fun over there. Yeah, I put um, I put the uh, extra long flippers on it, put a center post in it, and it's been a lot of fun. Like the big flipper flippers? Um, Six inch flippers? The, uh, the longer carrot flippers. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I didn't do that <laughs> before anyone thinks I'm serious. Right, Jeff. Picks or it didn't happen. Did you ever end up setting up your gear to stream freaking Attack from Mars? Did Taylor win yet or what? See, he's not pushing me, so I haven't felt any urgency. Um, Taylor, come on, buddy. Uh, no, I'll, I'll set it up. My issue... Um, is not setting it up. Is cabling. And I either am going to have to unhook my computer and move it to go do my stream, and I just haven't felt oh, all the yeah, motivation that for that, or I'm just going to get some new cables, which is the easier solution. I should just do it. Um, Can you hook it up to your tablet and do it that way, or no? I don't know. I mean, my Surface is a, it's an i7, and I don't know. I might be able to. I, I mean, don't know what that means. It's it's a, it's a decently powerful laptop. Oh, okay. Good. Essentially, but uh, I don't know. I I could try that out. I should do it. I'd like to also stream my Ghostbusters because I want to show people what it's like when you set up a game the right way it doesn't have a center post drilled into it no center post open up the out lanes original flipper gap yeah get some bragging rights i am kind of bummed that they took out the option in code 1.1 on ghostbusters to adjust the power of the slingshots that got removed so they seem Why? by default to be higher than they used to but you can no longer control that you can still control the coil power on the scoops but no longer on the magnus slings which is a bummer because i liked mine a little extra a little extra rowdy magnity throwing that ball a little bit harder but it's okay hopefully it'll come back maybe a patch has to be coming soon right <laughs> define soon but yes soon as in it should have already eventually <laughs> eventually you'll get a patch yeah. for that game so a listener named Parnell wrote in and said that uh, Wizard Mode, the documentary, is on Amazon Prime now, streaming on Amazon Prime, and I had actually pre-ordered it on iTunes. It was seven bucks for a while, but I don't have any easy way to watch iTunes besides an iPad or on my desktop. I should say those are easy ways, but they're not on my TV. Yeah. So whatever. I said I'm glad I supported the movie, but I watched it on. Uh, on Amazon, anyway. I didn't know it was on Amazon, so that's a good heads up. Yeah. Yeah. So, check it out there. And it's uh, it's feature length. I think it's an hour and a half. Or yeah. I don't know how long it is, but it's over an hour. And it's more a focus on Robert Gagno as a person rather than on pinball or even on autism. Um, 
those are both topics that come up, but really the focus is him and his folks took a ton of video when he was a kid back in the eighties and nineties. So a lot of moments tie together. It's, it's pretty full featured. It's very well done and it's worth a watch. I docked it an entire star for playing pinball wizard over the end credits. I, um, I nearly, when you started the show and asked how things were going, started playing that on my Brought guitar that as the answer, okay. but not with a headache like this. Not with a <sighs> Come headache. on, guys. They play a lot of cool music in there. Mac DeMarco's in it, and he plays a song or two, and there's a lot of good music, and then they tack that turd on the end. <laughs> it just You cannot escape that song, and it drives me nuts, but anyway. It, it, worth a look. It's even worse in like newspaper headlines. Pinball Wizards Gather. It's worse everywhere. Yes. Yeah. That's that's easy. Like I get that. That's so lazy, though. Yeah. Well, it's it's journalism. There's not that many deep dives on uh, pinball besides credit.pinball.com. If you're looking for deep dive and pinball, pinball news commentary, pinball pinball news is excellent. Voice of the people. Yes. Actually, I, Viva Viva La Martin. Yeah. I I just I I'm gonna say um. Martin of Pinball News and Lee of Pinball Supernova are like probably two of pinball's classiest dudes. Not yes, just because like they bring us news, but they're like level-headed and logical and just do really good work at what they do. They're very pro-pinball. Thanks for consolidating and reporting. Yes. And I was very impressed with the Pinball Magazine uh expo email they sent out this week yeah yeah if you're on the email list they cover everything a lot of stuff that i hadn't even heard about uh is covered in that email so get on the pinball magazine mailing list it would be great if i had it up in front of me right now right yeah and (sighs) let me let me pull it up because there was something on there that i don't even think i'd ever even heard of uh was it Uh, batman 66 yeah yeah yeah, i never heard of that (laughs) Pinball mag. Oh, there's too many friggin'. Has anyone... You, you put in pinmill on here, like 7,000 yeah. things come up. While, Sorry, you, go ahead. while you're looking for that, has anyone verified the rumor that some kid apparently broke loose, jumped the velvet rope, and played Batman 66 at Expo? <laughs> like, people are saying that. as like, very commonly reporting that that happened. They're saying it was like the Dark Knight code. Not the exact code, but... That it played that, I doubt. But that. I'm guessing. I doubt it's Dark Knight. Code. Well, not the code, but they're saying it played like it. But um, what the reason that I'm a little skeptical of this is, if the kid was young enough to wander up to the machine without a million people tackling him, do you think he was really old enough to play the game well enough for people to look at it and say, "Hmm, that's a lot like the Dark Knight." Like, sounds like BS. Like I would have think, I would have thought that if he was old enough to play well, he would have known he shouldn't have been playing it. And if he, there'd be pictures, there'd be a line behind him, right. and I doubt they even had him on free play if they knew they weren't going to play him there. I call BS. Oh uh, yeah, so I don't know. Unless he was a deaf, dumb, blind kid. <laughs> so, so that's the that's the rumor, but um, I, I can't believe it at this point. I just would like to know if that was corroborated by any chance. Mm, first time hearing of it. Okay, I got the email up here. They're talking about Dialed In, Spider-Man, uh, Alien. Hang on, I'm getting there. American Pinball. Dutch Pinball was not there, we know. Multimorphic. 
Uh, it says that they showed new cabinets for commercial operation. I hadn't heard anything about that. But there was a multimorphic email. I didn't see that in the email, but never know. Okay. Uh, Kestal Pinball said that Captain Nemo is being built, but it is halted delivery. Excuse me. It is halted delivery because they've decided to change the rules of the game drastically. So there's that. Uh, I gotta stop saying uh, by the way. Yeah, you know, if you were one of those guys who went to Toastmasters meetings, um, they would be... Well, see, I just did it. Uh, I get uh, beat uh, up. Yeah. Phoenix Pinball from France is still working on its Olympic Goblin game, for which cabinet artwork has been developed. I did see that uh, a long time ago, and have not seen anything since. I thought it was a one-off game. It sounds like it might be. Did you get a Vonnie D update? No Vonnie D updates. Okay. Speaking of which, well, I'll speak of them in a moment. Uh, oh, speaking of which, also, Congo got color DMD support. So there's that. I noticed that. And and Wayne Johns attempted to break the world record for playing pinball in an effort to bring awareness to prostate cancer. And he beat the previous record of 28 hours with a new record of 30 hours of nonstop pinball playing. So congratulations to Wayne I didn't hear anything about that. When Lonnie did it, I heard a ton of stuff, but there are tons of posts. But I, I saw this one nothing here. floating around. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I actually, I deleted my uh, pin side bookmark. I'm kind of uh, done with it right now. Oh, boy. Kind of done with, uh, done with a lot of stuff right now, but we'll get, a, we'll get on that in a minute. Okay. But what I was going to talk about was Vonnie D. I searched pinball on Kickstarter today. To check the progress of the Richmond Pinball Collective Kickstarter. And I noticed that the Stern Keeping the Ball Alive book has a heart on it. Which is a project we love as promoted by Kickstarter. And looking at this list of pinball things. The only other items that have that heart are the Adams Family for Pinball Arcade. And Bonnie D's Pinball Gremlins. <laughs> wow. Staff pick. Big banner there. Yeah. Weird. Oh, excuse me, and Pinbox 3000, which is that cardboard pinball machine. That actually worked out. Yeah, and I actually, I played a lot of that at uh, Measle Mods thing a couple weeks ago. My kids, all the kids there, loved that thing. And they didn't even have anything in it. They just had the empty box. So the kids were just shooting the ball out the marble and then uh, clipping it around. And one of the rubber bands broke, and it wasn't too tough to reinstall it and get the shooter lane working again wait 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 the plunger let me back up you said that was a kickstarter staff pick right a project we love yes okay do you think that's sponsorable like like you can you can you like buy that oh buy that uh maybe or buy know. consideration for that i don't know mm. it just was that's so a good, that's a good question so many I know every project that's put up has to be approved, so they all are curated. But as far as choosing them for that, things that they love, it's interesting how that process would work out. Going down the, the list here, it shows, I don't even know how old this was, Buy Me Game of Thrones Pinball. That's the oldest one on here. This can't be that old, though. It was suspended September 14th. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it goes by popularity. Yeah. Maybe. There's only one backer for that. Ugh, oops, looks like we couldn't find any results. I Yeah, I wonder. I, I broke it somehow. It's okay, they'll fix it. 
Show me pinball, yeah. You break the blog every other show anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, anyway, Richmond Pinball Collective is successful. Yay. I don't have it in front of me because now Kickstarter doesn't want to work, but they were at 106% of their goal, which is great. And they had like 65 hours left as of this recording, so it'll be done uh, around Election Day, I guess. And the Stern book, those are the only two pinball Kickstarters running right now under that keyword. It was it was more than 50%, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Let me try to search again. Jeez. Because of the I don't like having our half-assed results here. Because of the Stern book, I got banned from the Stern Facebook page. I know. <laughs> you and everyone else. Okay, 59% has 35 days to go. Richmond Pinball Collective is at 107% and has 60 hours left to, left to go. Hey, in conjunction with the the pinball book, which um which are doing the author has been releasing the videos of uh, interviews with Stern employees. Those are actually really well done. They're just quick little one to two minute clips. Do any of them mention the book, or are they just talking about a anonymous project so they can be reused on other projects? The uh, the little video clips are. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's just little excerpts from interviews, like the um, the one with John Trudeau. He's mostly talking about Ghostbusters and how uh, the he talks about how the theme was his idea. Like he submitted that that's or that's a theme he wanted to do, and he was given the green light on it. And then he talks about uh, the difficulty a little bit, and then mentions the process that he started with the premium LE model, and then figured out what needed to be moved removed for the pro version. And so that's kind of what it's about there, and. Uh, I, obviously, it's just a slice of a much larger interview. But hmm. Sounds cool. Little videos are cool. He's been posting them on Pinside and Facebook, so you can see those. But whatever, if you can get me a link, I'll throw them in the show. Okay, just don't comment on them, because you'll get, you'll get banned. You'll probably get banned. Uh, yeah, I don't see them on their actual Facebook campaign. Oh, they have links inside the updates, but they are not hot links. Oh. So you just have to copy and paste. Oh, no, no, no. They are. If you click on the updates, it'll go to the videos. Stern was putting them, some of them on their Facebook page. One or two of them were showing up there. Uh, I stopped following them, so I did yeah. not see it. Uh, also at the bottom, they said that we had mentioned the Stay Puft Marshmallow Zombie Yeti poster or whatever. Yeah. That's just placeholder art. They do clarify that he will be doing an original composition for the poster if you do select the poster okay anyway they're at about 30,000 out of 50,000 so good for them all right so next item we talked about uh, wizard mode okay a lot of people wrote in we had we had brought up this question on the last show what is that rubber ring for on the support arm on Williams games and we got many many emails about oh it's a way to Fasten the bar down so that when you're shipping it, the bar doesn't swing up or down and damage the cabinet or the bottom of the playfield. But nobody sent a picture of it. <laughs> uh, I asked a couple of people to send it and then didn't get it. But uh, anyway, I believe them. I in my head, I'm sure there's some way that it works down there. I don't see it it working exactly. But uh, Matt Hansen, who's been on the show before, he mentioned that he has actually used it for that purpose in the past. 
so he was very familiar with it. I did not dig into any of my games to see how it works, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Thank you all for clarifying that. And then let's see, we got a couple, we got a little bit of feedback, but let's talk, uh, let's talk news real quick. I'd rather talk about that. I think you have played Pinout at this point, right? I have. What do you think of Pinout, which is a new endless pinball app? Well, well sort of endless. Yeah. Moderately endless. Um, I think it's pretty cool. They're uh, really uh, went with the kind of nice shiny neon look to it, and um, I think it's a lot of fun. I have not been able to play a ton of time on it, but I whether whether I plan on playing much more of it, I'm still gonna pay for the premium upgrade just to kind of act as the tip jar. It's cool. They uh, they did a good job with it. I'd love to see that. Um, updated with a little bit more lifelike physics. I don't know. That might make it too hard to hit some of those shots, but it's cool. It's it's a fun little uh, diversion there. The physics are definitely forgiving, not authentic. Yeah, the flippers feel kind of sticky. Once the ball reaches the flipper, it kind of rolls noticeably slower to the tip of the flipper. But the whole the whole game is based on making very precise shots. If you're just flipping around, you're going to run out of time. You have to hit ramps to make it up to the next table, and you keep doing that through seven stages, which is pretty challenging. I'm, I made it up to stage five or six. I think I just got to six. Um, you can get through it all pretty quick if you just sit there and focus on it. Yeah. And then Jeff mentioned paying for uh, premium content or whatever. Basically, you're mostly supporting the developers. I think it's two bucks, but it also gives you a continue system, so you can choose which checkpoint to continue from in the future. And it gives you whatever time you get when you reach that checkpoint, it gives you that time from there forward. So if you're at, you start with 60 seconds, but if you have 105 seconds at checkpoint number two, you'll always have 105 seconds. Right. And which is pretty cool. Yeah. And that is kind of cool too, because it does, it, it sounds like it would shorten the experience of the game by allowing you to continue. But I think it actually ups the replay value because you want to get really, really good at those first sections so that you can mm-hmm. always come into, say, like checkpoint three with like a lower time um, to build from. So a higher time. Oh, I, right. Higher amount of time yeah, left. More. But right. I'm yeah. sorry. By lower time, I mean you get to it faster. Yes, yeah. you can. Like uh, one of the checkpoints, I only had, I think, like 31 seconds left, which means I did a bad job between the previous checkpoint and that one. So you can start at that previous checkpoint and, you know, basically play better to increase that time. Right. So that's kind of the thing you're chasing. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's free to play, and I think there are ads no matter what, if I remember right. Maybe the premium thing takes away static ads. I forget. I don't Whatever. Know. It's free. It's worth a look. It's very polished. It's made by the guys that did Smash Hit, which I think I called Smash Up on the last show, which was a huge hit game. And it was... I haven't looked in the last couple of days, but at one point it was number nine on the free charts, which is incredibly high, considering there's hundreds of apps released every week. Yeah. Doing all so, right. Good on them. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, I noticed this today. I was looking at a list of what games came out this week, what video games. And Marvel Pinball Epic Collection Volume 1 comes out <sighs> on Tuesday. Okay. Yes. Great name for it. It is... Let's see what it includes. Well, I hope it includes, it's Spider-Man going on a large 
adventure to collect the nine pieces of some fabled shield where he must battle monsters large and small and outwit magician and goblin across the way to assemble the pieces to do battle with the something or other of you know legend yeah jeff was a dungeon master well, in his uh, well you youth. said it was epic marvel or something what was that yeah it's epic it's an epic collection okay well yeah so then multiple large adventures then right and epic is yes a very long collection so okay or maybe it's just the the iliad retold through wolverine's eyes <laughs> marvel pinball yes <laughs> yeah so it includes 10 tables. It's got Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Blade, Avengers, World War Hulk, Civil War, Ant-Man, Venom, and Fear itself. Very good tables. So not all the Marvel tables, but yeah, pretty solid collection there. Uh, not really any dogs. I'm trying to remember. Venom, I think, is one of the hardest tables. Yeah, I like on it. There. Iron Man, Iron Man kind of sucks, but the rest of them, and I didn't like Doctor Strange. They all suck, basically. <laughs> no, they're all solid. So, uh... It's thirty bucks, or if you pre-order it on Amazon and you have Prime, it's twenty-four bucks. Oh man, it comes out Tuesday. That is an yeah. epic deal, Don. It is an epic deal. I think it's only on PS4. Looks like I'm not seeing an option for Xbox. Huh. But PlayStation's been cranking out a ton of physical releases of digital games, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, they do a lot of disc versions. So. Yeah. Very cool. Mm, I like that it's got oh local split screen. Oh, I guess I knew that. The other one has local split screen, too. The digital version. Okay, anyway. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you pre-order it through our uh, website, or whatever, you order it, then uh, we get, like, half a percent. So, we appreciate that. That's huge for us. That's half a percent more than we make on the rest of our shows. Which actually is a, you know... This is a negative income venture. Definitely so. negative income. Yeah. Okay, feedback. We got a, we got a, a bunch of really long emails, so I'm not going to be able to go over all those. But I did want to pick out some of the stuff. Joe Zinkis wrote in. This popped into his head the other day. He wondered if the hobby crashed, like all the older hobbyists died, and the next generation loses interests, everybody loses the left... Ugh. Everyone leaves the hobby because of price gouging, or maybe some Chinese company flooded the market with cheap tables, or gets deemed a gambling device. He gives a lot of options on why the hobby would tank. Essentially, it what all goes it? away. Yes, if ho- if pinball went away, what would the next logical hobby be to get into? So he gives us four options. First one, driving simulator. He's talking about hydraulic chairs with steering wheels and all that stuff. Yeah. I could see... That takes up about the same amount of room as a pinball machine. I mean, maybe a little bit more. But that would be pretty fun. Yeah. This one, this next one makes a lot of sense to me. Billiards, but with ramps. Pinball started as Bagatelle, which was a modified version of a pool table to play on a slant. The pool cue becomes a plunger and eventually got electricity. So basically he's turning a billiard table into a giant pinball <laughs> machine. But it sounds pretty cool. And adding a modern to score for automatic scoring. As long as it plays... Like, if you could get into it, it wasn't... Uh, didn't have flippers, but you could use your pool cue, and it wasn't like Hercules. Like, Hercules, a flat Hercules with a pool cue could be potentially fun. 
Definitely going to be more fun than Hercules. Yeah. Another option, modern bowler. Think 70s ball bowler, which you don't see very often. Sometimes in private collections. Um, they're about 10 feet long, and you, you take a little ball and roll it down the thing. It's like skee ball, but on a table. Anyway, he's talking about it having a real pin setter. It could have a large LCD display with scores and animations. Neon and UV backlights for midnight mode. How, with so many bowling alleys seem to be closing up, once they're gone, where do you go to bowl? Is that true? I don't know. Is, do you have a lot of bowling alleys in your area? Um, I have a bowling alley less than a quarter mile from my house. So, yes. Yeah. Right in the middle. I, it, it's the oddest thing. Right in the middle of a really new neighborhood, there's a family fun center. And... Well, it's it's on the uh, never mind. It's on the extreme like east side of it, but it's adjacent to all of these homes, and they have a bowling alley inside. So that sounds like a good location. Oh yeah, they it's a lot next ab- to a lot of new homes, a lot of kids. They absolutely crush it, but it's one of those like really nice modern bowling alleys where you can. I don't know it's got a lot of little cool electronic features and stuff, but. Um, yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I, I don't know if the traditional bowling alley is disappearing or not. We have a few around here, but that's a good question, Joe, but I would like to know. We've got a lot and one, a new one just opened. It looks huge. It looks really, really nice from the street too, but, uh, I've not been in there. I know that they do not have pinball, so I've not stopped by yet. We used to have two across the street from each other on Lomas. Literally across the street from each other, we had bowling alleys for years, but one of them closed uh, two years ago. Finally. After my entire life of two bowling alleys being there. Finally became victorious, bowling alley number two. (laughs) Yes. And the closest one to me is maybe five or six miles away, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. But uh, I feel weird wearing strangers' shoes. I don't know. I like bowling, but I just, we never think to go and... With the kids, I don't know how that would work with the kids. I guess they're getting big enough. They could probably do bumper bowling. Yeah, yeah. Easy. I should try that. Hmm. You've inspired me, Joe, to give up pinball and take up bumper bowling. (laughs) What if they put ramps in bowling? That would be badass. That seems dangerous, because if you don't make it up, it's coming back. Yeah. Well, you'd have to put, like, a moat or a trough. One-way gates. Well, if it was under you. Yes. Uh, kid, kid would probably fall in there and get his legs crushed or something. Yeah, it's a non-starter. Drop. What are you thinking, Joe? Come on. This is okay. And his number. Yeah, this is just sorry, not gonna work. It, this is irresponsible. It's not gonna work. And we're blaming Joe for millions so, of deaths. Yeah. Disclaimer: If someone decides to run with this idea, it's not our idea. No, Joe's idea. Unless it's successful, then you hear it, heard it yeah, here. You first. definitely heard it here first. Yeah. They could put like a cattle. Uh, what is it? Cow catcher? Cattle guard in there? Oh, but then the ball couldn't get in. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to devote my life to figuring this out now. You know what I was thinking today, Jeff, that I had never thought of? I don't know. Were they thoughts as hot takeish <laughs> as this? Because this is great. They were not hot to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is off topic, but the concept or the reality of dinosaurs hasn't been around that long. This is... Like 200, like 200 years... Well, even the the first dinosaur was discovered in the um, mid 1700s. Right. Like an actual dinosaur. 
which they'd probably found dinosaur bones before and thought they were dragons or they didn't know what they were. But the, it wasn't classified to the early 1800s. So that's still like a pretty new thing. I know like a lot of things are pretty new, like TV and right. podcasts and whatnot. But it never occurred to me that an entire species of animal was a new concept, but that people hadn't like found fossils and done archaeology to that to the extent that they've done in the past 200 years, in the past thousands, millions, billions of years. Yeah, on on my brother, my brother, and me, they were talking about how cavemen were probably the happiest generation because they hadn't <laughs> just they 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 weren't they didn't realize how close they were to having been able to have lived with dinosaurs. Because they, they wouldn't have ever been able to think about how awesome that would have been. We know that we missed out on them, and that's depressing. Right. We got the lungfish, and that's, that's it. That's garbage. Well, let's not offend the lungfish community. I'm just saying. I was staring at, like, a giant T-Rex, and, like, his arms really are small. <laughs> and yeah. I was staring at a, bra- a Brachiosaurus, and I was like, damn, that thing really is huge. If you think about an elephant... Which is very large. Just nothing. This was like, this was like ten elephants. Megalodon. Yeah. Uh, just sitting there staring at these skeletons. It was starting to blow my mind, and I wasn't, I wasn't altered or inebriated or anything. I'm going Pure, to your good, clean Christian thoughts. I'm going to call shenanigans on that. <laughs> I've. <laughs> I hadn't taken any painkillers from my back. I'm yet, guessing it was way. nearly 4.30 in the afternoon when you had these <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> right. Okay. And you went, and you went running into your wife and like, did you ever think about this? And No, we were at the Dinosaur Museum at the time. You think you which were. If you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is garbage, by the way. If you ever come to Albuquerque, it was like the coolest place on earth when I was a kid. And now it's just a giant empty building, oh. pretty much. With like two dinosaur statues in it. Okay, anyway... I was watching the new Ninja Turtles movie today, and I couldn't couldn't bring myself to finish it. You know, I we're done with the off-topic talk. I really like Ninja Turtles, and I have not seen either of the Michael Bay movies. I kind of like the first one. I could not get through the second one. That's a bummer because don't they even have Bebop and Rocksteady in this one? Yeah, but it's Seamus from WWE is Rocksteady. Say no more. It other. is trash. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'll. Oh, no, what movie was that? Oh, we were watching The Goldbergs, and a split second, Steve Weeby was on screen, and I felt like a champ for recognizing Steve Weeby from just a split <laughs> second. So I even looked it up, and it, sure enough, it was him. So I was um, I was at... <laughs> we're editing like the middle of the no, show. No, this is, this is gold. I was at lunch the other day with my new work buddies, who are now my best friends in the world. And one of them started talking about The King of Kong... And how, like, he had just seen it, and it was just blowing his mind that this whole community was out there. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, yeah, can't wait, can't wait to d- jump in on this combo. <laughs> yes. And um, then the dude says something along the lines of, like, I would push old women out of my way to just get a picture with Billy Mitchell. And so I pulled up on my phone quietly. I, I got a p- picture with Billy. We're both doing the thumbs Rocky up Mountain. at Rocky Mountain. And I go, yeah. I don't know, like something like this. And he almost flipped the table out of excitement. So <laughs> long story short, I'm kind of a big yes. deal now at, at my new work. Yeah. So. Tell him to watch Man vs. Snake. There's a lot of Billy Mitchell and Walter Day in that one. I don't know if it'll hit him with the same. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the heart to tell him that it was all a lot of manufactured drama. 
Right. And that Billy Mitchell was like severely railroaded in that whole thing. But it made for a great film. It's entertaining and it's fun. Yes. But it. Yes. Poor Billy. Oh. And the number one item that Joe Zinkus thinks will replace pinball is miniature golf courses. He is talking, he takes it to a whole nother realm. He's talking about hobbyists, hobbyists, building them in their own places. You standardize each course size. You sell pre-made course objects like hills, walls, windmills. Sell AstroTurf rolls that come with padding. All you have to do is decide your whole location, cut a hole. You could upload your designs and assign a name, number, and a database and rank them. You can come up with all kinds of new mods and mechanized course objects. Eventually, there would be a mini golf league like IFPA where collectors would have six courses set up in their basement. <laughs> you go house to house and play a third course golf tournament at each. Let me just... I love that idea. Let me just put a little sunshine in Joe's world. It was years ago. I was... Um, have you ever played uh, Fugitive where everyone starts at one oh, place, okay. has to get to another, and there's the people driving... Grandpa Rivera. There's the people driving around in the car. If you get spotted, you have to get in the car with them. No. Okay, well, that's the game. You, big group of people. They all start at one spot. You define the boundaries, and then you make your run through the city and try and get to that other spot without getting spotted. Well, I cut through a backyard, and I jumped a fence, and when I landed, uh, I sprained both ankles immediately because when I came down, I landed on some golf balls because the guy had, in his backyard, built a miniature golf course, and I came down on two separate golf balls. But it was amazing. It looked awesome. He had like this little wood windmill back there. He had a clown mouth. And while I was rolling around, that hurts too. Rolling around across golf balls hurts your back. But um, at the same time, I was like fascinated by what I was seeing back there. Uh, this dude totally had built a full on and it looked at least nine holes. Um, he was on a half acre lot. So, but it was, it was really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Um, and then one mm -hmm. other suggestion for the hobby is there's a guy about half a mile from me who has built uh, train tracks in his yard with little trains like but rideable big enough to ride but still small and once a year or twice a year or so he opens it up to all the kids in the neighbor neighborhood and they can go ride his trains but he's got like actual bridges that lift up and close and so you can go under them and over them and stuff it's pretty intense so maybe that's that the hobby less cool taking trains to the next level and there's probably a lot of play golf. there's probably a lot of pinball people that are, are or have been or maybe will be train guys. Yeah, I could see that. But Measle used to be a train guy. In his heart, he he's still got, is. Well, probably he's got a big train hanging up in his garage. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a train guy. I'm not either. But if you if you ever had a, a choo choo three year old kid, yeah, you get sick of trains real quick. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Joe. Those are good ideas. And we got an email from Joe Shorts. Mm, let's see. He actually hits on a couple things I don't want to mention yet. Okay. But he does have a, a uh, keep flip part out here. I'm going to have to look one of these up. He's got Surf Champ Twin Win and Sky Jump. And I think I know how you would go, but i got to look up Twin Win. I have to look up Twin Win as familiar. well. Didn't we look up Twin Win like last podcast or something? Uh, 
Maybe. Or maybe when, when Dan was on. I know it's an EM, but I don't remember. I feel like I just saw it. Oh, duh. I know. I know Twin Win. X-rated backlash. Oh, yeah. It's a drag racing one. Right. Yeah. Very famous uh, backlash. Yeah. Um, Not the X-rated one. And it, the other two were Sky Jump and... Surf something. Uh, Surf Champ. Surf Champ. Okay. So, I... Twin wins fun because it's a lot of targets, and I kind of like that, especially at EMs. But that's going to be my part out. So, what do you think I'm going to keep, Don? Between Sky Jump, the, the Sky Jump, um, keeping the Sky Jump. I know you want a, sky a jump. game that gets played in heaven or Surf Champ, which is really, really <laughs> a nice game. I'm keeping the Sky Jump. So, yeah, yeah, clearly. So you'd flip the Surf Champ, which would probably do okay. Yeah. It's a desirable game. It's my hand is getting really hot with this towel on it, but <sighs> you don't need to do that. Um, when it comes down to it, though, it has the uh, it just it it has the uh, southern flag on Twin Winds, so I just can't have that, you know. Oh yeah, mm, I'd probably keep Surf Champ. It's a good game. Uh, I I like I like. Uh, that crap one that you like. Uh, Sky Jump is okay. I, I don't dislike Sky Jump, but I don't love it like I know you do. I love it like for tournaments. It's very, yeah. very fun. Well, I will sell it to you and part out the Twin Win then. Although Twin Win looks pretty awesome, and I, I can cover the racist paraphernalia. Got nah, it. Nah, I don't know. Speaking of which, Jeff, I almost forgot to mention this. I posted a picture of Hitler and Donald Trump on our Instagram and immediately got unfollows. But not, uh, probably not because of Hitler. I'm guessing because Trump was on it. I don't know. Uh, I just, it, it was, it was a joke. It was, I, I don't understand why it drew anger unless it was just, um, anger from, I don't think it was the Hitler thing. Cause, uh, no. worse than Hitler has been a Simpsons meme that's been copied. For a very long time. Oh, that's worse than Hitler. Like, it's funny. haha. I think it was in the election season, someone who supports Trump did not appreciate seeing a joke made at his expense. But I don't think we're the first the to do it. People are touchy right now. No, that was the whole point. That's why I picked Trump. It was Trump, Hitler, and a fork switch from a stern... It's on Simpsons. It's on, uh, it's on a bunch of games. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I think Joe... They're awful, awful switches. Joe had the best comment on that is... The switch is already dead, so no need to shoot it. Yeah, I thought that was your comment, but yes, that's true. Wait, yeah, I said that. I'm hilarious. You're hilarious. That was <laughs> no true. need to shoot it. The switch, those switches are dead. Um, roughly 100 percent of the time. Yeah, that's why I was changing one out on NASCAR, and that's what made me think of it. Like these are awful. So I put a picture of Trump, Hitler, and one of those switches, and said, "You have two bullets. What do you do? What do you do? Yes, and unfollow." unfollow okay that's cool <laughs> you don't get it i picked trump because obviously he's in all the memes now about being a bad guy even i really if you vote for trump that's that's fine, fine. it's your vote like i am super for you vote for who you want to vote for because that is your right as an american well it's even like people who support trump don't have a problem making fun of no, him most people of the time too. Uh, oh, that's true. it's just that i think now that it's we're down to the wire there's like this extra sense of sensitivity towards Who's getting made fun of? Everything. I mean, yes. 
Okay, uh, just for <laughs> sense of balance. Lighten up, just, everyone. Just for sense of balance. I thought it was pretty funny that Hillary said she was a lifetime club Cubs fan after claiming she was a lifetime Yankees fan. Okay, now you can unfollow us for the Hillary side too. Yes. The whole like I don't know if you're if you're a person and you f- support this person or that person and we're friends, then we're friends because we're friends. I don't give a shit who you follow. Uh, that said, I think they're both garbage, and I can't believe her at this point. I know, but vote for whoever you want. I mean, honestly, like you can come and tell me whoever you voted for, and I'll say cool. Like that's fine. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's your right. Uh, everyone has their um, issues that they care about more than others, and if those don't align, that's fine. Like you, everyone has their priorities yes. in life, and if your priority aligns with one person, that's totally cool. Go for it. It's all super crooked. I keep saying watch The Wire Season 4 and all that politics garbage will kind of make sense how awful everything is. Yeah. It really shed a lot of light for me. And I wanted to say thank you to Kayla on the Skillshot Pincast. They were talking about The Wire and I hadn't got around to watching it and that was maybe six months ago. And they pushed me to finally get through it and now we're, we're in the last season so thank you. It's been excellent. Good yeah. time. I'm still in the first season. I was in the first season, but I'm watching for like over a year. Yeah. Um, well, once I got through it, then I kept going. You know, it was fine. Yeah. And the first season isn't bad. It's just it's a lot to take in because they don't. It's a bit real. There's no background. They just everything's jargon and. Yeah. At some point, I kind of wanted right like, did I skip an episode? <laughs> That's how the whole thing feels like at first. I, I think it's cool because it's almost like you're observing. And nobody bothered to try yes. to say, hey, let me get you up to speed before you start watching this. It's just like, I think Mad Men sort of did that too. Like, you just jumped in and you immediately hate everybody or think everybody's kind of scum. And then you start to understand them and things fall into place a little bit better. But yeah, that makes sense. Good shows trust you. No exposition. Good shows <laughs> trust you as a viewer to be able to. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Like, like in, for example, in Ninja Turtles 2... Right at the beginning, at a basketball game, they bring Will Arnett out to recap the entire previous movie in the middle of a basketball game. Literally in the middle of a Knicks game. They're talking about what happened to the Earth, how it was saved, and Shredder, and the whole thing. It's like, oh, <laughs> this feels super awkward. That, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you, uh, Joe Shorts, for that. So what we are going to talk about... Oh my gosh, crap. Okay, yeah, we're into it now. Okay, so what we were talking about is I made a post on uh, f- Facebook, I think? I think it was on Facebook. Anyway, I was talking to Krista Measle, and we were both really getting beat up by the hobby and getting real negative about a lot of the dumb drama and stupid stuff. And it, like, it makes you forget why you're even in the hobby in the first place because it feels it starts to feel like high school garbage. And really, like pinball's fun. It's like this whole little world under glass that you get to interact with. And so we were talking about how to get back to that, like why. At least for me, I was thinking why I fell in love with pinball, why it means something to me. Don, you want to get Besides back to good, right? Get back to good, yes. Yeah. Is that a, a lyric from a Joni Mitchell song or it something? It is a lyric. Is it Bruno Mars? I, I actually don't care. Oh, is it freaking U2? <laughs> no, it's way, oh, okay. way worse than that. Like, it's a band that I can't even listen to for more than 20 seconds without shouting at someone to change it. Okay. Matchbox 20. Oh, Matchbox 20. Okay, so we uh, so we put on Facebook, like, go out and tell us what you... I don't even remember what, how I phrased it. Basically, tell us what you love about the hobby, what keeps you positive. I was kind of making a joke 
Uh, I mentioned shout-outs, partygrams, song ded dedications, etc. But uh, we did get some from some folks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What, what is SOD? Stormtroopers of Death, right? I don't know. Somebody sent us that as a song request. You want to send that to Taylor at this flipping podcast? No. Any Stormtroopers SOD songs. So what we're going to do, and this ties into this whole subject, which we're going to discuss now, but we want to do, do you want to, what do you want to call it? President of Pinball instead of King of Pinball? Um, since, since maybe, season, maybe Ambassador. Ambassador they're of out, Pinball? I like they're, that. They're giving good communication and education and they're, the, okay. they're like the top Sending citizens. Good vibes. Okay. We're going to do a Pinball Ambassador 2016 prize. So between this episode and the next episode, we want you to uh, email, comment, etc. Basically nominate people uh, that you would like us to put on a poll for Pinball Ambassador 2016. Yeah. And, and examples that we had, uh, Martin was one of my examples, Martin from Pinball News, that he is still providing his readers good information. He gets whole seminars from shows up. Even from smaller shows, he records the seminars, puts them up on his site. Yeah. So everybody can experience this stuff. It's free to visit the site. Um, it's full of information, and it's really quick. Like, he gets stuff up there within a couple days, usually. Um, a week. You're not, like, sitting there yeah. waiting on it. And, and he's... So that, that was an example. He's, like, the king of impartiality. Despite getting, like, banned from Stern's party, he still reported on it. And the tour. Yeah. yeah. And it gave him more time to report on uh, jersey jack stuff <laughs> right which worked out for Ooh. the readers i mean they got more information about jersey jack then yeah so but he was just fine yeah so. he was still fair to stern after what i would consider very unfair treatment towards him but yeah he didn't slander he just said the facts so that would be my like i i'm nominating him right now as one of the pinball ambassadors 2016 and maybe we'll have ulix store make up a little trophy for him yeah i'll chip not in. force him to we could yeah we could chip in i'll chip in for that or something um let me give one too then, Don. Please do. I don't have one ready. Oh, what about someone like uh, Jerry Stellenberg, who's been keeping the uh, kids in focus when he's building the P3 system, multimorphic system? Not after what he did to us at Pinball Showdown. I can't support that. I don't understand how he, in Colorado, they couldn't come up with four players for the Colorado team, and they had to have him come in and, and kick our ass. Us. That didn't seem right. He would, but he's still a good guy, and I do like that he's focusing on small children, which, you know, something like Pabst or uh, Game of Thrones doesn't isn't bad for kids, but it's not definitely not kid friendly. Right? No, he that's a good one. Okay, okay, all right. I've got I've got a, I've got one or two I could say. Um, okay. industry wise, uh, I would say Josh Sharp. I think the IFPA is extremely underrated for what it's done to grow pinball. Um, with the amount of like leagues they've encouraged and the types of participation, what whether you like selfie leagues or not, it definitely has got more people playing pinball regularly. Um, I think that's a huge driver for industry growth, and he's a pretty positive dude. Um, he's patient to probably a fault with uh, people like me who screw up league info entry and stuff like that. So he's a good one, and. Uh, from the non-industry side, I would say someone like Steve Bowden, who also is just super positive, shares a lot of information, shows up mm -hmm. all over the place, and uh, he's just nice guy, you know? <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so those will be those are the your four pe- your four folks on the list so far. Yeah. Put some more on there. Jerry people. Martin, uh, jo- was it Josh or Zach? You know what? I said Josh, but I would take either. So someone someone could say Zach if they wanted to say one Zach. of the one of the sharps and uh, Steve Bowden. Yeah, it's a good. Story. So email us pinballpodcast at gmail You can leave a comment on Facebook, Twitter. I'll just keep compiling it into one big spreadsheet. Okay, c- and then we will have a couple weeks of voting. Can I get access we'll to that file? Because I want to auto um, exclude a name or two. Yeah, we could do that. Just make sure that this just doesn't even show up. Hmm. We could just do straight nominations, or do two people have to nominate to have them included? Otherwise, we'll end up with a list of like, oh, my neighbor Fred is like awesome dude. No, the nomination has to be seconded, I believe. Okay. I like that. That you know what? Th- so that will el- I second your two. Okay. And you can I seconded yours. And that will okay. eliminate the name or two that I don't want because no one but their mother would say them anyway. So Okay. Okay. So uh if you if you give us a nomination, you will be entered to win. Well, there's there's a caveat. You also have to follow Ulick Store on a social media network, either Instagram. I don't know if he's on Twitter. I know he's on Instagram and Facebook. You have to follow Ulick Store to be entered to win a set of flipper toppers from ulickstore.com. U-L-E-K-Store.com. Cool. But you don't have to. If you don't want to be entered into the prize drawing, you can just nominate somebody. Or That's you could cool. just follow Ulick Store. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you probably already are. So good good on you. They just released a new product yesterday. Uh, did you see the Bally Coin Door? The free play. Inserts? Yeah. Yeah, free play inserts for the instead of it saying insert coin. Yeah, or looks nice. Twenty five cents. Yeah, it has like a wizard on it or different designs. Very cool. Okay, so keeping with the positivity, when we, when we posted that, here are some of the positive things that people mentioned about our hobby and reasons why I should find the exact wording I used because I'm being super vague. We're trying to have fun with the podcast. We're okay going a little off topic now and then. I'm not, Evan, I know you can hear me. I'm not doing your keep foot part out. <laughs> Evan's creeping on us right now. Creeps on the okay. entire hobby. Basically, he's just a creep. <laughs> okay. And he smiled. And Okay, here it is. Creepily. So, tell us about your favorite parts of the hobby. People you admire, shoutouts, partygrams, song dedications, and more. Let's try to remember why we fell in love with this hobby in the first place. So, here's the comments we got. Uh, from Facebook, Lee... Uh, oh, jeez. Will Golonski? Lee from, from Pinball, Pinball Supernova. Supernova. <laughs> yes. Uh, if it wasn't for the league he joined, he wouldn't have met about 10 people that he calls his friends and meets with on a daily basis. It's great going to shows, meeting people you can chat with online, or meeting people that you do chat with online, rather, or new people you haven't met and become friends with. He also likes to help out by fixing modding, doing videos and blog posts. The hobby takes a lot of my time, but it's been really great doing all the things mentioned because of the people I've met in the hobby, especially Don and Jeff. Aww. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, we've got some very close friends that I met through pinball, and that's, yeah, it's irreplaceable. <sighs> okay. Aaron Volley says that his favorite part's the knockers. Keeping it classy. Thank you, Aaron. John Costin, best thing to come out of current prices. I picked up a very nice Bride of Pinbot two days ago. My wife said, why is 3K out of the bank? 
Told her I bought another pin. She said, I assume that's just the deposit. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing, I informed her. Oh, good deal then. So he says, thanks to Jersey Jack and Stern, I can focus on bo- building a more classic collection without the pain of being told to- that 3K is too much for a pin anymore. I still really like my Bride of Pinbot. That is... It's a great game. It's fun. Yeah. It's a crowd pleaser for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, Scott Larson wrote in for overnight guests. Oh, basically, he had four people over, and they're all playing pinball. What other thing do you have that immediately draws people in and makes them happy? Even pool tables and air hockey don't do this to the same level that pinball does. He loves every time that people come over and they see his games. They say, really? Can I come play? In a world where we have increasingly compartmentalized, this brings people out to socialize and have fun together. I agree. Um, when my brother-in-law came stay- and stayed with us the first time, uh, this particular brother-in-law I'd never had really anything in common with. And uh, it's not like we didn't get along. We just didn't have a lot to talk with about. But when he came, he saw my Adams family and about lost his mind because that was like his jam in college, Adams family pinball. And he like monopolized that thing for the time they were here. And every time I see him, are my, are my initials still on that game? Because he got his name on it. And <laughs> nice. Nope. Well, yes, but only because I tend to drain out. If, a, if I'm not going to, like, crush the score, it's it's down to the fourth now. But, uh, mm. yeah, it, it's, it's still there. It, it wouldn't be if I was honest with myself. But, uh, yeah, he, he gets a kick out of that. So what I'm going to do is right before he comes next time, I'm going to go ahead and knock it off so that he feels that need to uh, get his name back in there. But, yeah, he just totally opened him up, and he started asking about other things I do, and I asked more about him. And it it was a real kind of starting off point for being able to discuss a bunch of other things. So that was good. That's nice. Um, My brother-in-law I have nothing in common with. When he comes over, he'll stay here for like three or four days and play one game of Metallica, and that's it. (laughs) So, and yeah, when we have friends over, nobody gives a shit about pinball. I, what do you call, rarely have people over that want to play. What do you call your cousin's husband? Cousband? Sure. Just call him your cousin? Trash. Yes. Because cousin in law sounds really stupid. Yeah, just your cousin. Okay. Well, when they come up from New Mexico, he, his, his thing is attacked from ours and that's always fun for him. So. Good man. Yeah. Ryan Grant wrote in, My interest in the hobby is more on the mechanical and restoration side, and we've played his restorations, and they're gorgeous. So he would have to say that Clay Harrell's pin repair guides, the top DVDs, and PinballNinja.com are his greatest allies in the hobby and have gotten him through many head-scratching, heartbreaking repair jobs, especially in the early years. So this hobby wouldn't be where it is without the breadth of knowledge at our fingertips. He is very true. I definitely looked at pin repair guides a lot the first couple of years a lot and still go to pinball ninja now and then when i either want to have fun reading his his articles and his visits or want to learn a little bit so that's a great one uh, pinball ninja if you don't know it's a huge resource but it's kind of locked down so i think you pay 20 bucks 20 dollar donation will get you a login access to a gigantic wealth of information on repairing games yeah it's awesome very worth it. Yeah, I paid 
20 bucks. I don't know. When did you do that? Like four or five years ago? Yeah, it was right as... He, mm, yeah, I think that's about right. Whenever he did it. It's right, when, uh, so, right after he took down pin repair, so... It doesn't go away. I mean, I can still log in. Yep. So, very cool. Uh, Steve Frisvold, he was very positive about this. He left a comment and sent us an email. He was going to send us a long email, but he did not. So, I don't know why he likes to pinball so much, but... He's got he's got a couple kids, so he's busy. He's just right. waiting for that really good ska band pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna do a Smash Mouth pinball machine, Boston, but just Boston. in the first two albums. <laughs> Boston's would be okay, I think. No, it wouldn't. Boston's has some good stuff, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe no doubt. There is a no doubt pinball machine, Jeff. Not official. No, not official. Spiderwebs multiball. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Steve Ridge, I'd like to see you guys. Oh, wait, this isn't positive, like but it is interesting. <laughs> I'd like to see you shut up. Steve Ridge, I'd like to see you guys do a three-way podcast swap, a la wife swap, with Taylor, Tommy, Brent, and Whitney. You all choose who pairs up and does the three podcasts. I also think that's interesting. Taylor mentioned it was interesting. And Brent said, don't drag Whitney and I into this. <laughs> so that is a good idea. I would you love to send it. you to another podcast for an episode. <laughs> Thank you. And Scott Merrill, he likes to hear us gripe. That's all we do. That's all we do. Let me uh, get back to our thing. We had a couple other emails. I'm not going to read the really long ones. Uh, maybe we're done. Yeah, maybe that was it. So thank you. Okay. Oh, I forgot Joe Shorts. Joe Shorts. He 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 commented on this, but I didn't read it at that time. Uh, his favorite parts of the hobby: playing pinball on fully working waxed strong flippered machines. It's a man who lives on the edge. Yes. Barely in control. People you admire: my local guru Ryan Grant. We just uh, mentioned he opens his home once twice a year to let people play his machines. Always answers his phone when you are stumped and even shows up at your house to help re-roof. Wow. Dang, man. I, we need to post Ryan's number on here. Then. <laughs> That's very cool. I keep meaning to get Ryan on the podcast. I know he's a pretty busy guy with his work and, you know, and family life, apparently too. But, roof support. And roof re-roofing, yes. Walt Fiegler is another guy that always helps when you have a question. His arcade and monitor knowledge is ridiculous in the best way. Okay. And he wants to give a shout out to the devil. So thanks, Joe. We'll see if the devil uh, gets a second vote. Yeah. Probably not. Did you have one to start this off? Have what? Something I love about the hobby? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people kind of mention things. Like, there are friends that I wouldn't have otherwise... I'm not talking about you so much, but like other friends. Real friends. That I wouldn't know. Real friends that I wouldn't know. I I love everything about it. Like the actual pinball. I love art, the history. I've always felt like it's this little cool world or diorama that's under glass that's just in your house or wherever. And in a, in a bar that you can interact with. It's just, and it's random and fun and, um... It's charming. Pinball is charming. I wouldn't want it to go away. The same way you see like classic arcade games and you're like, man, that's really like Centipede. Oh man, that's awesome cabinet art. 
And then you play it and it doesn't look anything like the art. Well, pinball, I think pinball a lot of times it can, plays can feel, <laughs> yeah, it can feel pretty awesome even if it has great art. I mean, even with that great art. Yeah. Centipede, the art drew you in. I've been reading that Art of Atari book a lot lately, and the art is so good, but then they put a screenshot next to it, and it's four, what is it, four bits or whatever? What is it? Uh, Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It looks like garbage, but it's like super real sports, basketball, and all you see is like two squares, two squares and two <laughs> circles. Square. And yeah. Even pinball, the ball is square on video pinball for yeah. Atari. So, but in pinball, I think that you can have the same really exciting interaction that draws you in. There's there's very few games that like suck. We've probably played hundreds of games at this point, and really, there's like two that we always nag about that we just don't like. Yeah. Like South Park. I think South Park could be good potentially. It could be fun anyway. It could you could still have fun playing dollar games mm-hmm. on a South Park. I I won't. I just. <laughs> I'd rather not. You just all—all all you end up doing is just loop the, what? What's the, poo? I don't multi-ball know. or whatever it is. Mr. Hanky. Yeah, he has a multi-ball mode, but it's just over and over, never ending. Either way, I could name—you know—if I named a hundred Atari games, there's probably like two or three gems, or his pinball's the opposite. I got it. Dig. Yeah, pinball's pretty. I good. mean, you never have—you you never have enough room for them either. Like. You could name, right now you could name 150 games that you want to have in your collection. Oh, easy, yeah. But most of us don't have room for 150 or even 30 or, you know, whatever. Half of that. We have room for the drama, just not the machines. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like having those breakthroughs when you're working on a game and you finally figure out what the ghost in the machine is. That feels really good. That does. Yeah, I, I also like witnessing the ingenuity of people um, in the hobby, whether they're the professionals that come up with a cool toy or really neat code uh, trick, do something interesting in a game, or the modders who come up with ways to improve games, um, workarounds to fix maybe design failings, or just some of the uh, artistic um, qualities and some of the mods are really impressive. I know it's gotten a little bit complicated lately with the intrusion of rights holders or perceived rights holders on some of the mods, but they're still cranking out some cool stuff. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. mod guy myself, but I I just sometimes I'm blown away blown away by some of the stuff they come up with. I think there's a lot of really creative um, people in this hobby, and it's just fun watching the process of them coming out with things. Yeah, so. they're they're almost top to bottom works of art too yeah like there's art on the plastics on the cabinet on the back glass on the play field on the apron in some cases i'm just i'm trying to think of if i go into the movie theater right now and i see their 10 games is there any art that like really grabs me and stands out is doodle jump that interesting looking like the terminator topper comes to mind but then Something like DDR, this doesn't really have like awesome art that draws you in. Just colors and shapes. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's really only the classic arcade games that really did that. So, and even then, some of them look like garbage. They just have wood wood panel cabinets. <laughs> contact or, wood uh, contact paper. Well, watching Nibbler, 
it had just had a, like a big green and white Rockola sign on the side, which doesn't look like anything really. Yeah. And then the marquee isn't that interesting. Uh, when I, I used to eat this hot dog place in town a lot as a kid, and where we would sit, I would be staring at the side of a centipede cabinet the whole time. And that really, you know, it stuck with me. Like, here's this awesome art that has nothing to do with the game, but it just was fun to sit there and stare at the art. I know. I, and there's a lot of games in, in that period that looked gorgeous. Yeah, that they did that. Pinball's pretty even good. Don even Donkey Kong. Yeah. So. Yeah, pinball. How is there no Donkey Kong pinball machine? If they made a Cubert and a friggin'. I don't know. A couple Pac-Mans? Like, yeah, Donkey Kong, like, broke broke <sighs> the industry for a little while because it was so in demand and so popular. That's a no-brainer, man. Like, that seems like it would integrate so well with pinball. Even a Nintendo pinball. I, I've said, man, like, give me either a Metro... Metro? Metroid, Mario, or Zelda, <laughs> and I would be ecstatic. I think all of them would be awesome. Especially Even Metroid. Metro pinball. Yeah, Metroid Pinball DS She rolls good. into a ball. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, that, that Super Mario pinball was garbage, but... Kirby and there's two Super Metroid Mario great. There's two Mushroom World and oh no, I was thinking the actual games. The, oh. one for the Game Boy Advance is the one I was thinking. Okay. Of. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, you're right though. There are physical games. They just aren't the best. They're okay. I would still put a quarter in them if I saw them on location. So I'm not trying to bring down the positivity. Here we go. But I did promise a few people that I would just address. Well, let's. I would rather. I, I'm not. It's not going to be negative. I promise you. It's just clarification here. I would don't use any names. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I don't want any sandy vaginas. I'm not going to call up okay. or anything like that. You just going to um, edit that part. <laughs> I, I timestamp. Don't worry, else. One thirteen. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, first, first the little the little article that was my hey I think stern pinball is bad for pinball right now i want to clarify a couple things i don't want stern to fail um at all because they are they are the large largest company in this hobby and if they were to fail it would be absolutely catastrophic and i don't think what is out and around stern pinball could carry like the pieces of the industry from there at this point they're just not there yet it would essentially be the near end of the new inbox hobby. Um, so, yeah, I mean, could you imagine if the demand for new games completely fell on spooky EJJP highway? It just, they couldn't handle that sort of a load. So that's one reason I wouldn't want to see Stern fail. Second, I still think they make the best games. I think they have the best designs coming out uh, year after year. Not saying that the other designs aren't good. I just think... Obviously, Stern has the top talent in the industry, and it shows in the the fun factor of the games themselves. Um, two, I have a lot of... I mean, three, I guess we're on. Three, I have a lot of really good uh, feelings about Stern still. Like, I have, like, six of their games, and I enjoy them. I played Ghostbusters for an hour today. Um, I, I don't want to see them fail. What I'm saying here is that I do not want them 
to succeed at the expense of the hobby. Like, if that makes a little bit more sense. Like, I think what they are doing currently is bad for the hobby in the long run. Everyone wants to point to, yeah, they're selling well, and they're selling more games than they have. Yes, but that doesn't mean that we need to start pushing um, things to a breaking point and then back off, because that's bad for for long-term health of the hobby. My worry is that Stern will squeeze us for everything we've got, and then who knows what happens. Maybe there's an economic downturn. People turn away from pinball, and when it's when the economy recovers, maybe they don't come back to pinball. Maybe they find something else in that mid middle time. I just think that it's really a kind of a playing with fire situation. But uh, so no, I do not hate Stern Pinball. I don't like the current attitude of the company um, with certain power players within the company. I think there's been some decisions made that have essentially proven that the company just can't be trusted right now. They say one thing and do another so often it just drives me insane. Hey, we're this only is positive. this is the main problem. Guys, we're only selling 30 of these machines. It's a special appreciation. We just we love our customers and our partners so much and we're only going to make 30 of these and it's just to show them how much we care. Holy crap, we're making 80. Like that decision was made when the 30 were sold and they realized there were a few more people that wanted to be on a wait list. And that's, they're diluting the value of the product. They priced it at 15,000 because there was only going to be 30. Now they added 50 more. They more than doubled it. And that's, that's really, really like customer appreciation be damned. They want more money. That's all it is. And that's so scummy. And so that just really rubs me the wrong way. And that's purely a decision of how much more money can we take out of this community. I think that's terrible. Um, other things like, hey, you can only get the sticker pack by coming to our party. And this is a tiny $5 sticker pack or whatever. But it's the point. They $10. Use, $10. They use it to sell an entry to a party. People go to the party. And then later you can buy it. It's, they just lied. And... Is it worth the 10 bucks you're going to squeeze out of maybe another 20 or 30 people? It, I, I don't think so. And so I just can't trust the company as it is right now. I still want them to succeed. I still want them to be like major player in pinball. There's a lot of great guys there. Um, but as it is, I don't want to give them my money. Like I don't feel like they've earned my business anymore from this point going forward until I see reform. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to convince people to stop buying stern pinball machines people don't feel that same way as me buy them like that's fine I, I don't, i'm not going to tell anybody not to buy them. i've recommended in the last week to several people hey i would upgrade to the ghostbusters premium over the pro i know that's putting money in stern's pocket but they're going to buy a game anyway why don't i try and help them have the best experience possible i don't care to see them burn down i'm not going to just try and convince anybody i'm telling them what i believe and I know there's a lot of stuff that I haven't explained for the sake of not, you know, shedding too much light on what lies behind the curtain in the industry. But I have very strong reasons for feeling this way about Stern Pinball. That's all it is. So, no, I'm not trying to convince you to hate Stern. If you love them and they're your favorite pinball manufacturer ever, that's great. That's fine. I go on believing that. It's like your political candidate choice. That is totally cool with me. I am very irritated with them right now, bottom line. 
Second clarification I need to make. Oh my god. And this gosh, is much shorter, yeah. Don. And it's the Batman 66 I don't stuff. Care about the length. It's not about the price. It's the practice. I, I just think everything around it mishandled. The whole 30 to 80, whatever it is, it's just a. I, and I said it in my last little statement. It's not necessarily the cost of the product. It's just the whole process of what this has been. And that, no, it's not about customer appreciation. It's just a. It's the opposite. It's, it's, the problem everybody has is the way they treat yeah. their hardcore customers. And that's all it is. And I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from buying it because if you feel the price is right for you, go for it. It just doesn't change the fact that, like, no way in the world would I pay for that just given the way it was handled. So go buy your Batman. I hope it's a great game. I really do because that's good. Like, every good pinball machine's good. Like, I'm going to want to play it. Just not gonna want to pay for it. Well, and we gotta keep in mind, Jersey Jack's in a similar boat as far as pricing. Yeah, uh, if if just without the abuse to the community, and Batman compared to Dial Dan, they're two very, very, very different games features wise. I would be with a similar price point. Yeah, I would be buying Dialed In if its pricing was in line with uh, the Hobbit and Wizard of Oz. I. Like it's close. I'd want it. Like, I'd, I'd pre-order pricing or what? Because it's about the same price as a Hobbit. You right have now. to strip it down pretty hard to get to the Hobbit price, though. You know what no, I mean? No, Hobbit price is is nine thousand. Isn't that for the LE version? No, well, I don't. There want... are only LE versions. Okay, well, there are three LE versions. Screw the Hobbit. That game's no fun anyway. <laughs> the game sucks anyway. But <laughs> I I guess I mean with what they released, Wizard of Oz as what was it, sixty five hundred yeah. new? Well, it was 65 three years before you got it, yes. Okay. And then it was 75 at the time it started shipping, which is st- still okay, uh, I guess. It's, push- it's still insane. It's pushing it. it, it okay, if dialed in was 6,500, I'd be on the pre-order list. Well, yeah. We're, we're in Alien pricing. But dialed in features are a lot closer to Alien than they are to... Oh, they're above Alien as far as features go. Oh, definitely above Alien, but, the, but Alien... I should say Alien's closer to dialed in than it is to Batman. Okay, yeah. Features-wise. That makes sense. And then, uh, so, you know. If, with with a much lower price. Okay. So, We've I'm just saying my angst b- bajillion times. in this hobby, I don't like the pricing, but that's not the root of this frustration. So, something came to mind when you were going off. Uh, so, you know how, let's let's say Sony, whatever, Final Fantasy 15. So, they put up a trailer for Final Fantasy 15 and immediately gets, um, or, okay, I'm changing gears again. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. When they put up the trailer, it got like 60,000 downvotes immediately. Yeah. But who was giving them downvotes? People that love Call of Duty. Yeah. Right? They were, people that don't care. I didn't give it a downvote. I thought it looked cool. It looked fun. I'm not super into Call of Duty. The 60,000 people are hardcore fans. So they found a way to piss off people that are going to buy the game anyway before they'd even touched it. And I think that Stern's in a similar boat. Yeah. I. They're, they're pissing. You know, There might only be 5,000 of us. Yeah. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything. Well, and Call of Duty's on a whole different scale. They've got a big enough audience that isn't going to swear off their product to keep them successful, even though I think Ghost was a failure. So maybe Ghost was WWE. I don't know. But they have enough people there to pick up the slack. Right. Does Pinball have enough people there to pick up the slack when they alienate the enthusiasts? I don't know. We'll have to we see. We'll find out in a couple of years. Because it's definitely something that's, it's at this, we're, we're at the doorstep of that. Like, people are hitting their breaking points. So. We'll see. 
Whatever. That was Jeff going off, by the way. No, I had to clarify because I got a crap load <sighs> of people to say, like, dude, why so mad at Stern? Like, well. All right, let's say positive. I wrote the article. I don't know if you read it or not, but. I read both your articles. I would rather. Hey, my second one was fair. Not give them, at a certain point, just not give them lip service. If we feel that passionate about it, then let's not give them lip service. We can talk about how great the next or how interesting the next highway game or spooky game well, or st- Scorgasm Master. I still want to play Stern games. Like, I want to play Batman. They they make good products, but at a, if you want to draw a line in the sand, we got to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. I guess. If the next game is... Uh, Pixies meets Punisher. My line in the sand is okay. That's cool. I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, if Led Zeppelin's well, I know it's not the next game, but if it's one of the next games, I won't buy it new. So, and reinforce, play them on location. Reinforce that you want pinball on location. You want pinball to succeed, and you want operators to succeed. Yeah, it's not just going into homes. Um, both parts are valuable. Something, uh, we're getting really long on this. Uh, well, we got through the bulk of the podcast, so if people want to keep with us, that's fine. Uh, Scott Larson wrote us a really, really long email, which was great, and he had a lot of good points, but I, we just don't have time to go over the whole thing. But he wrote an addendum that I do want to talk about real quick. Um, he came to two conclusions. How There are two ways to make something exclusive. Create something with extra technology, quality, and engineering, he feels this is where the luxury car argument fails. People are willing to pay more because it is a nicer product than the baseline. For example, excuse me, Batman SLE. The price is reflective of the production costs. Don't overthink this. BMW still makes more per car than Ford does because people are willing to buy the name BMW. Number two, uh, limit production on standard models so there is a shortage of supply, thus creating the exclusion of exclu- the illusion of exclu- exclusivity. exclusivity. Yes. You could also charge more. This certainly is simplistic, but I think it speaks to what is going on in pinball. Well, I mentioned earlier that supply is not keeping up with demand. I feel Stern is taking advantage of that situation and exploiting it. It seems Jersey Jack falls a bit more under number one since they are trying to make a premium product and quality. Yeah. Yeah. They're, tr- they're crossing a little bit into number two, adding, you know, charging more for the collector's edition, which is ex- limited to just purchases this year, which I really like that format for limited edition games they did it with smile you could only order it within like a two and a half month window and that was it and i hope they didn't go back on that because i like that you have you don't have to buy it right then it's not going to sell out if you want it you have two months to make up your mind and make it happen and if a thousand people do it great if seven people do it great you had your chance yeah it's not here's 500 of this or here's Six thousand nine hundred ninety-nine of these. It seems to be the most fair method. Yes, Stern falls solidly into number two. This is Scott writing. Right. Although they make the most games, there is little more than cosmetic changes for them to jack up the price. They do some functional changes between Pro and Premium LE. They're certainly not in proportion to the premium. Uh, something you brought up in your article was you're creating two Whitewoods. You're creating two codes. You're creating. You know, it's not just the extra piece of wood and extra flippers for an upper play field. It's um, research, production values, engineering. There's more yeah. art up there. Engineering. Yeah. So yeah. In a dream world, we would have one model with uh, aesthetic changes similar to the spooky model. Yeah. Or the wizard of Oz model. 
That would be nice. I, I mean, I'm not going to regurgitate the article. You guys can go check it out. Essentially, I just argue that it's inefficient to have um, gameplay differences between the models. Uh, yep. If it's standardized on the gameplay level, there's a lot more room for differentiation, I think in more meaningful ways, as far as what makes something a premium product. Well, yeah, it's no longer marketable as limited if it becomes unlimited right? upon successive runs. So uh, go out there, play pinball, play Stern pinballs, play Jersey Jack pinballs, play classic pinballs. Let's let's stay positive. Let's keep money going in the hobby and let's keep interest high so that we, we keep seeing games made. Let's be cool to one another. Be excellent to one another, yes. And there, there was only one... Uh, location price game manufactured in 2016 i think that will in the next two months i don't think that's going to change so ghostbusters pro if you see one on location go play it yeah it's that's the only crazy, uh huh operator price game yeah unless you have a destination arcade type of situation i'm starting to wonder if we're gonna see batman make it before the end of the year I like Ghostbusters. Might be. I don't, I don't know if they've said. I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I know. It for location, it's a non-starter. But I was just saying, uh, at the beginning, there wasn't it supposed to be four games, and we got Spider. Yeah, they, we got Spider-Man and Spider-Man, Paps. Um, oh, I guess Paps. Batman, three different Batmans, and if, three if different Batman Ghostbusters. Well, even if it doesn't, you got three. You still got three games. Yeah. Technically, Whatever. like we had, what was a the year that Wheel of Fortune wasn't that the year there was only one game? I don't remember. Or was there a year there was a, there was only two games and every other year was three? I try not to remember. There was a year that was that was thin. The dark days of pinball. I still want a Wizard of Oz. Oh, at that, point. you mean? Or Wheel not of Wizard of Oz? Wheel of Fortune's Wheel of Fortune. awesome. Yeah. it is a good game. I'm just saying that at that point the industry was on such shaky ground that you were constantly hearing pinball is dead. You know that was yeah yeah for, not just from like jaded fans or worried operators like currently employed designers were saying yeah yeah pinball's probably got a few years left in it and that's it but luckily we as the hobby kept money going that direction buying games and putting quarters in games on location yeah pinball survived so the entire community can be thanked for keeping it alive let's not kill it again <laughs> yes jeff i i'm killing pinball down All right. You know who's killing Thanks pinball? For bringing me down, dude. 130. Stop saying it. <laughs> That's not cool, man. 113 and 130. I've got it. No one's even going to. All right. <sighs> Thank you all for writing in. Please ignore the last half hour and pump the positivity. Get those uh, nominations in. If you want to be nominated for ULIC, make sure you're following them on social media. And we will do a drawing uh, when this whole thing is over. Okay. And I can't wait to crown the ambassador of pinball 2016. We did a king of pinball like three years ago or so. Genex Wong was the winner. I don't remember how we did that though. Did we do votes? I don't think we did. Um, we. I think we just picked one. No. We uh we did votes. I I tallied those. Okay. So it was uh Anne Nicole Reich and Genex Wong. Yes. Yeah. Just so everyone doesn't say what was the blurred out name, it was Frank Furter. So, haha. Ha. 
Do we know who that guy was? Is he still in the hobby? <laughs> no, but he killed RGP. Yeah. Huh. So no, Frankfurter is not killing Pinball. And if anybody's going to be in Vegas on uh, February 8th, 17th, I'm going to see Ween. And possibly doing other things that we will talk about soon. Very soon, yeah. So, if you're going to be in Vegas, catch Ween on the 17th or 18th of February. Let me know. We'll go play some pins. On location. Cool? Cool. I hope I don't get, uh, I hope I don't die from the plane. My shitty Allegiant airline or get like the herps from uh, the Rita Inn or whatever (laughs) (laughs) literally the two cheapest things I could find I wonder how many times having kids is great I wonder how many times at the Rita you're gonna have to like no I did not order the the prostitute (laughs) I think that's the do you hear that do you hear that Robert Schimmel bit where he like goes into his room and there's some guy in there he wakes up like what the hell and so he goes back down to the desk and he's like well I wonder if that guy ordered somebody and he wanted, like, his fantasy was for somebody to b- break into his room so he could beat him up and bone him on the floor. <laughs> and he thought he was a call girl or something. Anyway. No. But... It's a good bit. It's going to be a little too real for you, Don. That's the, that's the worry I have. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I thought about just staying awake at a... Not playing... Like, sitting at a slot machine for eight hours. I'll show you how to do that. With my eyes closed. Yeah. So I'm just really trying to pinch those pennies now oh me too end up blowing a guy for a sandwich there i just know it yeah hopefully not Daniel. this got a little too right. real a little too real all right yep. check us out the pinballpodcast.com you can always email us pinballpodcast at gmail.com we're on facebook instagram technically snapchat and twitter uh, pinball podcast on all of those things thank you for listening to the show thank you to our sponsors niftyled.com measlemods.com and ulixstore.com and uh, thank you uh, Jeff for this enlightening conversation yeah it was good Mm. (laughs) it was a conversation it was fun talking about dinosaurs again yeah alright night dino DNA it's Wayne's World Wayne's World Mighty Sam excellent reason we're on early is because we're going to a barcade tonight in Chicago. Excellent. Yes. Woo! And did I mention that we will be playing Aerosmith? Okay, I still live with my parents, which I admit is both bogus and sad. But at least I've got an amazing pinball collection. I still know how to party. You are listening to WPIG The Pig. All rock. All the time. W-P-I-G, Aurora. Hey, handsome Dan, coming at you at five on the short side of nine bells here from W-P-I-G. Garth, pull over. Oh, oh man, Uh, come on. Not again. He does this every Friday. Stop torturing yourself, man. You'll never afford that pinball. Live in the now. It will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. Pinball. Man, Aerosmith's gonna kick ass. This is the Gasworks, an excellent heavy metal bar. Always a babe fest, and they got a pinball table too. Stay next to me. Aerosmith. <laughs>
We're not worthy! We're not worthy! You're worthy, you're worthy, get up! To shoot his gore! Happy anniversary, Wayne. Stacy, we broke up two months ago. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, it does, actually. That's what breaking up is. Don't you want to open your present? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. Okay. Okay. What is it? Pachinko balls. Pachinko balls? Yeah, right. I don't even own a pachinko machine, let alone many machines that would necessitate 5,000 pachinko balls. What am I going to do with all these pachinko balls? You don't like it? Fine. You know, Wayne, if you're not careful, you're going to lose me. I lost you two months ago. Are you mental? Oh, okay, but, but just a trip. Don't, don't buzz me, all right? Ah! 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 Oh! So, what do you think? I think it's two chimps on a Davenport in a basement. I'm not sponsoring this. I got spots on Love Boat, but this, what is this? Mr. Vanderhoff, this is your audience. I mean, look at them. They're the same kids that line up at Noah's Arcade every weekend. Kids can relate to this show. These guys aren't phonies. Kids can spot phonies. They're very smart. Kids know dick. I watch them in my arcades. They stand like laboratory rats hitting the flipper buttons to get a multi-ball. But as long as they keep pumping in the quarters, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. What is your single biggest problem in the arcade business? Well, um, keeping the customer informed a new product. Well, I do my own commercials. I did not know that. Of course, I don't mention the games in the commercials because the technology moves so much faster than the advertising. Are you saying that if you had a spot, say, on a weekly show, that you could come on the show and update the kids on exactly what was new in your arcade? Yeah, that's it. Noah's Arcade presents Wayne's World. Okay! Game on! Game on! Game on! Gottlieb Premier Excalibur Wow Pre-System 3 the Corporate buyout I'd strip the playfield, replace all the rubber, and LED everything God, I love this woman Where's the clerk? I know, I'll use the may I help you with May I help you? Yes, my good man I'd like to have a look at this place Oh, really? Yes Again Yes Can I put the pinball back now, please? Not today, my good man. I'm feeling saucy. I think I'm gonna buy it. Do you accept cash? Wayne, I used to be in meatpacking. Lips and hooves. 
And then one day I had a four-hour layover in Tulsa. Well, there were these kids in the airport that kept pumping quarters into a game called Captain Fantastic. They must have gone through 50 bucks. Well, I sat there watching and I said, hell, I'm in the wrong business. 15 years later, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> uh, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. I guess. Okay. Okay, first of all, we'd like to take a moment here on Wayne's World to welcome our sponsor. He's the owner of a fine chain of Noah's Arcades. Noah Vanderhoff. Nice name. Not. Okay. Now, uh, Mr. Vanderhoff, are there long lines for your more popular games? Well, at Noah's Arcade, we like to say there's two of everything, so there's never a line. Okay. Now tell me, Noah. I've always wanted to know, what is the difference between Stern Pro and Limited Edition? Really? Well, the limited edition has a plaque. That's it? <laughs> Get right out of town. No, that's it. <laughs> okay, we're just about out of time, right? But before we go, we'd like to take a moment here for a Wayne's World salute to the pinball girl, Elvira. Swing! Swing! Tentpole! She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. She tested very high on the strokeability scale. Okay. Hey, are you through yet? Because I'm getting tired of holding this. Sure, that's what she said. <laughs>